Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Welcome to 2020. How exciting it is as we begin this new year and a new decade with all its possibilities. I would like to share a very special verse with you to help you kick off your new year. It always speaks to my heart, and I believe it will encourage you today. Colossians 1, 9 and 10 in the Passion Translation says, Since we first heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives, making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. We pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing you do. Then you'll become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to His life and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in His fullness. And I like the New Living Translation, which says, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. I pray this for you today, and my desire is that you will know God better and better. And I pray that your desires will also come to pass. So today, we're starting a new series on how to be led by Holy Ghost so that God can grow you in spiritual wisdom and understanding to make wise choices throughout this coming year. Romans 8.14 tells us, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And verse 16 says, For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. As God's children, we can expect Holy Spirit to lead us through our spirit man into making right decisions. When we listen to Holy Spirit, He will always lead us into truth and to the right path. It's a process to learn how to listen to Holy Spirit and to follow His guidance. Many times, I thought I was the one making the decisions because His voice sounds so much like my voice. And He will sound like your voice when you listen to Him. There were times in my life that I looked for guidance or for answers from other people. And I'll just tell you, it usually led me to the wrong direction and it ended with disappointments. I would sometimes go by how I felt or by what one of my five senses would be telling me to do or what I could reason out in my mind. I had to learn to stop listening to my five senses and start listening to the Holy Spirit's unction, that still small voice. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 20, 27, that the Lord's light permeates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. So before we can really understand how God leads us and guides us by Holy Spirit, we have to understand our nature. We have to understand that we are actually a three-part being. The real you is the spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body 
or what I like to call an earth suit, according to what 1 Thessalonians 5.23 tells us. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And John 4.24 says, For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So this is our foundation scriptures. So when our physical body dies and goes into the grave, our spirit man lives on forever. It'll either be in heaven or in hell. This is what Paul was talking about in Philippians 1, 23 and 24 when he said, I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Paul is saying here that he's going to live, whether he's in his body, which means he will stay on the earth, or out of his body, which means he's going to heaven to be with Jesus. Paul taught the same truth to all the churches he went to because he says in 2 Corinthians 4.16, That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Are you like me and have asked yourself, who is the real me? Let's look back at Romans 8.14 and 16. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Proverbs 20.27 says, The Lord's light permeates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. Now, according to these scriptures, God guides us through our spirits. So, who is the real you? 1 Peter 3.4 says, But let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. Paul calls our spirit man the inward man, and Peter calls our spirit man the hidden person of the heart. Many times in the New Testament, when you read about the heart, it is referring to our spiritual man, or the real you. If you'll think of your spirit man in this way, it will help you understand what the Bible is talking about, and it will help your faith grow even stronger. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. This verse is talking about your spirit man, not your physical body. Your outward man or your physical body is not the part of you that gets born again when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. It's actually your spirit man or the real you that is born again and becomes a new creature or a new person. For many years, I didn't know that my real person was a spirit man because I was so focused on my outward man or my physical body. I was not aware that I even had a spiritual man. When I read 1 Thessalonians 5.23, which says, 
Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until Lord Jesus Christ comes again. In this verse, Paul begins with the sinner or the innermost part of man, which is his spirit man, and then he works his way to the outside of man when he says spirit, soul, and body. Many times we hear people quote this verse by saying body, soul, and spirit because they are more focused on or conscious of the physical body rather than their spiritual man. When I became more conscious of spiritual things and learned to put them first over physical or mental things, my life just became better. God leads us through our spirit man, so it's only natural that when we become more spiritually minded, we make the right decisions that lead to peace and happiness, and we grow more mature spiritually. When I was learning to focus on the real me, I would say this out loud to myself. I am a spiritual being. I have a soul, which is my mind, will, and emotions, and I live in a body. This simple confession helped me put things into perspective by getting my mind off the physical realm and onto the spiritual realm. The next thing I wanted to know was the difference between my spirit and my soul because I really didn't know they were not the same thing. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It expresses our innermost thoughts and desires. I learned from this verse that the spirit and the soul are not one and the same, and only the word of God can divide our spirit and our soul. As I mentioned earlier, the soul is what connects with the mental realm where your emotions and intellect are located. Most of the time when we pray, we pray with our soul by what we know mentally to pray or the things that we can see that want changed. However, 1 Corinthians 14.14 in the Amplified Bible says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive because it does not understand what my spirit is praying. Our understanding or our natural human mentality is part of our soul and our soul doesn't understand spiritual things. Spiritual things have to be received through our spirit man. Paul is saying in this verse that he's not praying with his mind. Instead, he's praying from his spirit man or his innermost being, his heart. John 7, 37 through 39 says, on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living waters, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. We see from this verse that when you pray in the Holy Spirit or someone says praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit who resides in your spirit is giving your spirit the utterance to speak. When I got revelation of this verse, I realized the reason I had not received the results that I wanted to my prayers or the spiritual battles was because that I had been praying with my mind or what I like to call mental prayers. When I learned to pray from my spirit man or to pray in my prayer language, I began to get answers to my prayers and win more spiritual battles because I was operating from my spirit man. 
You always win spiritual battles in the spiritual realm. Everything you need is in the spiritual realm. I know you've heard me say that before. And that you receive it by faith with your spirit man, which is the real you. As I close today, I want to remind you that God is not mad at you. He is mad about you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He created you to walk in victory, and He has more for you to experience this year. If you would like more information on how you can live a victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com, and sign up for my daily emails, Faith Builders for Victorious Living, and my monthly email, Victory Thoughts. Then, plan to join me again next week as we learn more about walking in victory.